For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and what a time in softball right now. I feel like I'm starting to say that every week, but it's because it's true. We are blessed by this game, and I feel blessed to have you join us here on the show for another week. So some quick reminders for the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. And subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We also have video. It's pretty cool, if I do say so myself and lots of neat stuff that you get on this channel. So check it out. All right, let's go through today's batting order. First, we'll cover our bases, give you some news and call-outs from around the softball world. Then we'll head into today's interview with Elena Vodder, Stanford's ace, legit a top-tier pitcher in the country. So fun to watch and just get to know in her career so far at Stanford, and I'm excited for you to also. Then we'll end things with the foul tip of the week, where we share tips to help us keep going and get better. All right, let's get going. Covering our bases. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget, the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. I think the theme for softball right now, or at least for this episode this week too, is that the game pays you back. And I've noticed that in a few different ways recently with certain things that have happened in our community. One example is Nebraska's team. So Caitlin Neal, one of the players, her dad passed away in the fall. And recently they had a game, they were playing on his birthday, and she told her team, I'm playing for my dad. Then she proceeded in that game to hit a monster grand slam. (laughs) And I think that's just an example of 
the game paying her back. And what I love too is her head coach, Ronda Ravel, decided to use her time in the TV interview during that game to not just talk about whatever it was that was going on in the game or that inning, but to tell this story. And she said that. She was like, I could talk about the game, but I'm not going to because this is what I want to say. And it went viral because she was right in what she said, which is that this is what it's all about in terms of the collegiate athlete experience and what this kind of community means. Like, this is what it's about. And then you fast forward now, too, and Nebraska has one of the top win streaks in the country. They've won 18 games straight after this past weekend. And they had one of the largest comebacks in school history against Minnesota. They were down 8-1. to They made it all the way back. So I feel like the game is paying the team back as well and maybe the head coach back for how she approaches the game and how she treats her players. And so I just think it's important to highlight when those types of things happen. Another huge one, an example of this happening, is Kat Osterman getting her number retired. Finally, no one in Texas softball will ever wear number eight again. And it was literally the perfect day. I don't know how it could get any better than this. She threw the first pitch, ceremonial first pitch, to her favorite iconic catcher and one of her best friends, Megan Willis. Her husband and her stepdaughter were there with her, and it was her birthday. (laughs) So many things going on at once. And then at the end of it, Texas beat OU. Their first loss of the season snapped a 40-game win streak that goes all the way back to 2021. So she, she said it. She summarized it. This is what dreams are made of. But the thing is, is that these things don't happen on accident. That's my thing. Like the game is paying her back from everything she put into it, everything she's given back, everything she's paying forward and what she continues to do. It paid her back. And it was really cool to see, speaking of paying it forward, like her stepdaughter wanted to pitch the second they got home after seeing Jordy Ball and Haley Dulcini pitch, right? And it's just, it's all full circle in that regard. But I, I have to say the softball gods know It's like karma in that way. The softball gods know. And karma goes both ways. So one thing that also popped up that was disheartening to see is there was some umpire mistreatment recently. There was an umpire in Mississippi who had worked a game with 12-year-olds, and she was punched in the face by a parent while leaving the field. (sighs) There were pictures of her, Christy Moore is her name, her bruised face, and those went viral too, but obviously for not good reasons. And it's just unacceptable. Like in this instance, the mother who did the assault was arrested and charged and banned from recreational facilities in the area. But to me, this also hits on a larger issue that's happening right now, which is it's getting harder and harder to recruit umpires. And this is why It's not that they can't handle critiques. We've all said, oh, come on, Blue, or whatever it is during the heat of a game. But it's like the verbal and apparently now physical abuse, the lack of respect, the lack of gratitude, the lack of class that umpires deal with. And a lot of it is parents, too. You know, it's like, be better for you and for your kids. Umpires don't make a lot of money. They're just trying to support a game and a community they care about. And the job is hard. Do you have any idea how hard it is to see things in real time? It's fractions of a second, inches that make a difference. It's a thankless job. And if you disrespect umpires, you disrespect the game. That goes for anyone else who helps make the game happen. Event staff, coordinators, I don't care. I don't care if they make a mistake. That's life. 
No one is perfect, but we're a lot better than that. The game pays you back. The universe pays you back too. So the energy you put out is what you're going to get back. And luckily, there are a hell of a lot of people who do respect this game and respect other people. And that's what makes it great. And some games that I'm going to be calling and getting to witness this weekend is the ASU series at Stanford. So the Sun Devils are first in the pack. They're undefeated 12-0. They swept all four series so far. They have a 20-game win streak leading the nation right now. They've been ranked all season. Hitting is their bread and butter. Like so many exciting things coming out of Tempe. Then you have Stanford, tied for third in the pack, took the series from top five UCLA to snap their 25-game win streak at the time. Sound familiar? And they've been in and out of the rankings, but pitching and defense has been really key to their success. So I've been excited for this series for a while. It's going to be good. Tune into the live stream on gostanford.com and pack-12.com. You can actually just get there too and make it simple. Go to Stanford Softball Schedule online on the website, scroll to the individual game, and just click where it says watch. Boom, you're there. Someone else who's going to be there is today's guest. So let's head into the interview. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and I'm excited about today's guest. She's Stanford pitcher, 2021 All-Pac-12 First Team and NFCA All-West Region honoree, current Pac-12 wins leader, and the woman behind the face mask, Elena Vodder. <laughs> Hi, Elena. Hi, Jenna. Good morning. Morning. I know we were talking about right before this, basically, that this is kind of what we do every week. We talk, but now it's just, you know, on a recording for a podcast. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so exciting. No, it's fun. And I feel like I had to mention your face mask in your intro, by the way. I don't think we've really talked about this before, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of your thing. Like it's becoming iconic for you in the circle. I'll take the word iconic. It doesn't feel as if it is, but I'll take it. I'll take it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it, it's weird. Like, I don't know, not that many pitchers, especially in the pack, not many use face masks. Have you always worn your face mask or when did you start doing that? Um, I never, when I first started pitching, I never wore one. So there definitely had to be like an age where the transition was made. Probably when like hitters started getting a little stronger, starting hitting the ball a little bit harder. Um, but as far as competitive softball goes, I've, I'm pretty sure I've always worn one. So probably like 14 ish. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when that conversation happened, but yeah, it just kind of always been a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's smart. It's safe, right? I also feel like in some ways you're like this face mask assassin because you're, you can't really tell what you're thinking, right? Because you can't see your face like as a hitter. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, that drop ball just like destroyed me, you know, <laughs> or like that change up just completely fooled me. So I, I love that like element of surprise. I was going to say it's like a second, uh, it's a second benefit, I guess. Yeah. The first of the safety, whatever, you know, <laughs> the second, the second moment of surprise. I love it. That's amazing. And everybody calls you AV, right? Not mm-hmm. Elena. Because like we started doing that on the broadcast, by the way, but kind of without permission. Like we just naturally started doing it. And then I think I ran into your mom one day and she's like, oh, yeah, everyone calls her AV. I was like, OK, great. <laughs> Perfect. We continue. Yeah, I think. I, most people do call me AV. Actually, it's so funny. Last night, like at a dining hall, somebody called me AV and I was like, I've never introduced myself to you as AV. Like that's, that seemed odd, but I think it's a thing. Like, I think if people hear somebody call me it, 
then they're just like, okay, yeah, like that's, and I go by it, obviously I'll turn around and I'll, I'll pay attention, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just one of those nicknames, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I feel like softball is definitely, well, athletics in general. It's like the nicknames kind of rule. Yeah. Rule all. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. See now that when I meet all of you guys now, you know me as Jenna, but when I played, like nobody really called me Jenna. It was always JB. And yeah. so when we reunite, like for alumni weekend, which was just like a, a couple weeks back, like I'm yeah. hearing JB all over again. It's kind of nice. You're like, oh yeah, right. I remember that time right. in my life. Like, right. the, like I used to wear this necklace oh, all the time too. So anyone on the yes. video can see it. You know, JB. but it's like, so I don't know, maybe later on you'll be like, oh yeah, I, I miss those days. You'll get there. Just, you're you're yeah, still yeah. young pup. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, nice to, it's nice to think about for sure. That's yeah. fun. No, I love it. <laughs> but I have to say one of my favorite things about watching you play, but talking with you too, um, like before and after, well, not really before games, you're very focused after games is your energy. Like, I feel like. The vibe I always get from you is you're living the dream and you know it, if that makes sense. Like, cause some people it's like, you don't really realize that till later on. Right. And it's kind of like you miss those days, but I feel like you're one of those rare people who kind of knows the good times that you're in right now. Does that make sense? Yes. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it does. And I think, um, especially as a freshman, like it's really easy to feel all those things and be like, everything's so new and the newness of it all. Um, and it all feels really special, but then kind of the longer that you stay for and like going into sophomore year and then your upperclassmen years, I think it really like sets in like how cool everything that you do on the day-to-day basis is and how unique and special every opportunity you get is. Um, and that's not to say like it's all rainbows and butterflies because by no means is it. Um, and it gets hard, but I think kind of like, just like for me, especially centering myself in how cool, like my heart is, um, it, it kind of helps like push through and push on and then it makes the good times even that much better. Mm, I like that. How cool your heart is. Cause I know like, we'll say things like, oh, pressure is a privilege, but yeah. sometimes when we just say that over and over, it doesn't always resonate, but it's like, right. no, this kind of pressure like is something that we dreamt about right and like now you actually get to do it and I also I read that see some of these things see this is why I like that we get this one-on-one time because I'm I'm talking (laughs) to you about some stuff that we maybe haven't talked about before which is like yeah that Stanford was your dream school when you were being recruited yeah and tell me more about that journey because I've read some of some about it but it's just a cool I don't know the way it like aligned for you sounds really cool yeah so um I have two older brothers Um, And kind of anything that they did in life, I kind of wanted to follow. So they played baseball. So I played baseball and then the baseball turned into softball for me and obviously ended up working out. Um, But everything that they did, I like followed. So when we were going on college visits for my oldest brother, um, I have family that lives across the bay. So we were kind of on vacation, but also like in the process of him kind of looking at colleges. So we came to Stanford and we were driving around campus and obviously it's just drop dead gorgeous. And so you're like, wow, this, this is college. Like I, I, first of all, I've only seen the colleges around Missouri, like around my home. Um, so then to be in California and then seeing a college, I was like, this is amazing. I want to go here. Simple enough. Like I'm going to go to school here. Um, and I didn't know at the time that it looked like softball or that it looked like, um, anything. Like I was in middle school. Like I didn't, I didn't really have that thought, I guess. Um, but I knew that I wanted to go to Stanford. 
Um, and so push came to shove. I went to a bunch of like Stanford softball camps when I realized like softball was an option. Um, and basically the coaching staff at the time told me, sorry, we already have people in your class committed. Um, we don't really see you here. And I was like, oh, that's, that kind of hurts. That hurts just a little bit. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like the college journey continues type of thing. Um, you have its ups and downs, whatever. So I ended up committing to Texas my sophomore year um, and was committed there for two years um, until the coaching staff changed. And then the coaching staff changed and I was stuck in like the water of I don't know if, you know, I'm still verbally committed to this place because that's, you know, it was never on a dotted line. It was never signed, um, all the things. And so I went back to um, my coach that, you know, helped me get recruited to Texas in the first place. And I was like, what do I do? Like, what's going on type of thing? Um, and it took a few months for them to like get a new head coach. And at the time I was just absolutely in the middle of nothing. Um, and she, he basically told me like, you can reopen your recruiting process. Like there's nothing tying you down now. Um, you know, where do you want to go? And I said, well, my dream school has always been Stanford, but they told me no. And he said, well, they got new coaching staff. And I was like, oh, oh, they did. So that's really cool. So I reached out to them. Um, he reached out to them. They came and watched me play it and it just like absolutely fell into place. Um, and it was like senior year. So it felt last minute for what is softball recruiting. Um, but it absolutely was, I mean, you kind of have asked for a better Cinderella story. So. Well, that's, what's crazy, right? To imagine you not at Stanford now when, right. Isn't that such a weird thing to even think about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, it's simply a part of me and it, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know like the team would be so different and it would, I don't know, even like calling your games would have been different. It's just crazy how things align the way that they should, even if the path to get there is not Mm -hmm. what you would imagine necessarily, like it still happens in the end. No, absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, definitely a whirlwind, but definitely made everything all the more worth it, I think. Well, and it seems to me like from conversations I've had with you and your teammates that, you know, you've met some of your best friends here. Like, I feel like you and Tatum Boyd are this like hilarious duo that everyone just wants to be friends with. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, just about, just about. Tatum and I get along really well. We have since freshman year. Um, freshman year, we like started playing in, in season and stuff. And then obviously COVID cut it short. Um, and then we're like, okay, but what can we do together? Like we're, we're thousands of miles apart. Like she's in Texas, I'm in Missouri. And we're like, okay, how about we meet halfway? We'll go to Missouri and then we can fly to Texas. And then we can spend like, we spent basically a month of our, of our summer in quarantine together. Um, at various locations, just spending time together. We have so much fun. I love that. I yeah. love it. And and because you're both pitchers too, right? Like I just mm-hmm. think the pitchers are special. Like that's why we say like there's a reason there's a circle drawn around yeah. the pitcher, yeah, right? And there, there has to be – and like I hope you take this as a compliment and this is somebody who pitched through freshman year. Like you have to have a little crazy, right, yeah. like to be a pitcher. Yeah. So when you're crazy and her crazy or you're weird and her weird kind of align, like that's a good yeah. time. Yeah. Well, like even just adding to that, like we have um, Gabby Peters and Caitlin Lim in our suite. And so we'll, you know, have four hours softball day or we'll have a game that day or whatever. And then we'll go home to the suite and we'll debrief and like we'll talk about it. And then we'll talk about all the things. Um, and we're just like incredibly tight as far as um, our suite goes. And then in general, our class is incredibly close. And then in general, our pitching staff, like we've literally we've always been so close. But this year, more than more than any it's just really um, 
everyone laughs at the dynamic that we bring to the team and all the position players like make fun of it. And they're like, Oh, to be a pitcher. Like you're just jealous. You just want to be one of us. Obviously. Yeah. That's what it is. It always is, but a little bit more (laughs) this year than others. Oh no. Bullpen was, I remember from my freshman year. So like I was in bullpen with like Missy Penna, Ashley Chin, Rosie Neal, like those, those peeps. And it was definitely like its own almost exclusive club kind of like, You know, and you're, you're grinding a bit. Like for us, we would yeah. do stuff before practice and then do practice, right? And But yeah. it's like, yeah, you just – it's only that special group. Different breed. Different mm-hmm. breed. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. We'll take it. Definitely a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Meant in, as the highest compliment. But also, <laughs> I feel like what was born out of your suite with your teammates, Tatum gave me a little bit of the background mm-hmm. on the pink cowboy hat and the whole Ushka theme – but in yeah. general, okay, I'm going to ask you to, to explain that. But in a, before that, the dancing and the rally caps and that whole vibe in the dugout, like, I love it. Um, we used to have, like, some ridiculous cheers, and I think some of them have lived to this day. So once in a while when I hear that you guys do them, I'm excited about it. You're but, like, oh, that's a light bulb. Yeah, got yeah it. I'm like, oh, 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 they've been, like, adapted to just, like, a new person on the team, right? But it used yeah. to be someone else's cheer or something like that. Um, yeah. But just that whole vibe is fun. Like, I love seeing the creativity. But then when the hat came along, I feel like that was cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. We got the hat. um, And then Ella and um, Emily Klingman came back and got new hats. Now we have, like, three or four hats running through the dugout. Um, We got the glasses, the the red glasses, the hearts. We got the flames. Um, We got all the things. Yeah, it's super fun. It's it's really fun to be a part of. And it's very – it's very cool to see how everyone kind of contributes to to that to that fun. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I just love it because even when you're not like you might not even be pitching in a game, but then or Tatum, and then I see you guys are like going the hardest with the dance moves. You know, <laughs> yes. like I just like that you're still so engaged. Yeah, yeah. I think in general, I think when it all kind of started, we we're still trying to find like that energy, um, and obviously we obviously wanted to win ball games and we wanted to do all the things. Um, but we were kind of were lacking something in the dugout perspective. And so I think when we started just like, like, let's just cheer, like, why not? Let's just, let's just do some cheers. And then let's just do some cheers turned into let's do the funniest cheers that we can find from our 10 new softball days. And then how can we make those sound cool? Cause we're like 20 years old now. Um, and then who cares if they sound cool as long as we're having fun and we're enjoying it and, and that's what we do. And that's, yeah, it's a great time. And that's where Ushka came from. Yes. Yeah. Ushka has got to be one of the one of the oldest ones in the book. Um, but it, yeah, we got a rally going Ushka Ushka coach merchant was like, Hmm, I kind of like that Ushka Ushka cheer. And then we just took it and rolled with it. Um, and now it's all, it's all about the Ushka. That's amazing. See, the first person I asked, which I should have known was a mistake. The first person I asked about the hat was Coach Al. And she was like, JB, I don't ask questions. Like, (laughs) go ask AV or Tatum Boyd. Like, I I don't know. I stay out of it. I was like, okay. (laughs) I think I think now she's she loves the hat. She really does. So it's it's all good. But yeah, it's funny. Certainly it is a personality trait at this point, the Ushka hat. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a theme of 2022. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. But when you're – so that's like kind of when – especially when you're on offense, although I see you guys wearing it all the time, especially Tatum. Yeah. But what are the bullpens like? Like you said, you guys are the closest you've ever been probably. Yeah. What are bullpens like? What's the dynamic? 
Um, so in general, like practices and bullpens, um, it's pretty like individual. You'll go and like, you'll throw your bullpen with, you know, one other person or whatever. Um, and we always laugh whenever we have bullpens with each other. Cause we're like, this is the first time we've been together this year. We're like, Oh, we haven't been together since the fall. Like it's so fun. Cause like you have like a bin together, but you don't do anything together. Like you're still throwing your individual bullpen. Um, but just to like be with each other, it's like, it's just so enjoyable. Um, and then there's always like coach Nyberg is just a hoot. So you just, you, you always walk away with one bullpen with like something that somebody said that was funny that like, you're going to take into your next bullpen and be like, Hey, you remember when you said this? Um, and so, yeah, we just genuinely have a great time. Um, and we genuinely get work done and, and get better and you can walk away and say, you know, your, your bullpen buddies and coach Nyberg and the catchers and coach Alistair when she, when she comes to the bullpen, like you, you got better. And, and that's really exciting to be able to like constantly be moving upwards, um, not only individually, but as a staff. And then how that translates to the team is really cool as well. For sure. I, I felt like the most productive bullpens I've seen have that balance. So like what you're saying, like where there's a little mm-hmm. bit of fun, but there's obviously yeah. a lot of focus still. But right. I don't know, like it used to be a breeding ground for like inside jokes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you like all randomly you're like why did I just share my deepest darkest secret like with the pictures <laughs> like, I'm not sure I'm telling you the bullpen is a special place you never know what's gonna happen it is it's it's awesome and even seeing the fact that you guys have such uh what to me at least compared to when we played a tricked out bullpen like compared to what we had with like the covered cages and all this stuff is we are awesome. so lucky we are so lucky we'll we'll travel to places now and we'll be like oh that's a pretty nice cage and then we'll be like yeah, but ours is just like way better, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's just, it's just part of it now, but no, it's, we're extremely lucky and yeah. And the field crew takes unbelievable, unbelievably great care of, of us in the cages and then on the field as well. And look in the part, half the battle. <laughs> Very true. But see, this is why I like talking to you because you know that you're lucky Right. Like, and even on alumni day, obviously we're all like, Oh, we didn't used to have that. Look at that cool thing that they have now, you know, but then you get to talking. And for us, it was like our, my locker room or our locker room that we had my freshman year was like, it was like a club locker room. It was the one like by the like rugby field right behind the field. And there was always a weird smell, right? Like there's like, it was very different from what you guys have now. I mean, we had a good one the rest of my time there. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. we're talking about that. We're like, oh, we didn't have like the covered cages or like a bathroom out there. Right. We had to go to the one where everyone goes, you know, like right outside right. the field. But then I talked to older alums who are like, oh, well, we didn't even have a field on campus. We had to go off campus and play across the street from the Stanford Mall. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so and it's all relevant. Like, I know what fields you're talking about, too. Like, I see those all the time. Yes, that's the one. Wait, so the clubhouse behind the field wasn't there? The clubhouse, the one that's that we like, have now, like our locker room. No, not initially. Yeah. Not even a building. Yeah. No. Wow. No. It was like a whole, yeah, there was nothing there. We, the nice locker room that we had, well, I don't know why I air quoted it. It was really nice. That was <laughs> unnecessary by me. The nice locker room that we had was past the field hockey turf. So we okay. always used to get in trouble because we'd try to cross it and they'd be like, go around, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> And that was nice. It was next to like the practice football field. But then okay. you guys got the one that you have now, which is right in center field, which is great. Yeah. 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 It is so nice. It's so nice. But anyway, you're the, the right kind of player, like current player to talk to because you're like, oh, no, we're so lucky versus like, you know, 
thinking like this is how it always was. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, well, enough of me projecting my stuff on you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about bullpen too. The thing about it is I feel like what's cool about Stanford is that you guys have a staff. Like you have mm-hmm. a deep bullpen. And that's changed about softball a little bit. Like there are more pitchers on a staff. But mm-hmm. you still have emerged as the ace. Do you agree with that? Is that how you look at it? And how do you feel? What does that mean to you, being the ace? Um, I think, yeah, this year I feel like people have been saying that more. Um, and I don't think it really changes what I do on like a day-to-day basis or it doesn't change my role um, by any means, like to define it as that or to not. Um, I think it's cool. I think it, I think it's fun to like think about like, hey, like, you know, I, I'm going to go out there and my team, you know, expects this of me and I expect this of me and, you know, we're going to go win a ball game. Um, but I don't think that that changes what I've done in years past or, you know, it's, it's the same mentality, um, whether or not you call it that. But I, I mean, that's not to say that it's not cool. Like, I think it absolutely is cool. I think that's, you know, your dream going into playing college softball is, you know, I want to be able to play and I want to be able to play and I want my team to be able to um, you know, have expectations for me. And like, I want to be able to perform to those expectations. So I think it kind of like brings all of that back to of like, okay, this, this has always been the dream. Um, and so it's cool. It's cool to hear, but it doesn't, it doesn't really change anything at the end of the day. Um, it's a cool word, word, but that's kind of all it is. It's just, it's just a word, another word, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed you guys are just very much like rooting for each other. The pitchers kind of root the hardest for the other pitchers, which is so cool because, you know, not everyone's like that. Not every culture is like that. Yeah. No, 100%. When anybody's on the mound, everybody wants them to do their 100% best and the team wants them to do nothing but absolutely the best. And I think it's funny because we joke and like, I'll be like, like Reagan was pitching yesterday and I was like, Reagan, I'm your biggest fan. And it's like, it's like a joke. It's like a scream, but it's like, no, I'm serious. Like I, I literally am like, please understand that. Um, so yeah, it just, it's just a really like, it makes it, it makes it super fun when, you know, there's only success that you want to see. And that's, yeah. When you can be excited for, for any, anybody doing anything, I think that's, I think that's really special. I think that's something our whole team has. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel like it came to fruition, like all the hard work and everything and that attitude that you all have with each other came to fruition with mm-hmm. the back to back to back no hitters with Reagan going first and then you with the perfect game. And then Molly with her, no hitter all within 24 hours, right? Like that's wild. First time that's happened with three different pitchers included. So cool. So cool. Unreal. Right. And so what a weekend, what a a day, you know, like what a 24 hours, what were the conversations like amongst you guys before and after that happened? Um, I guess as a bullpen, we never really like talked about it. We were just like, keep doing your job. You know, you go out there and you throw one pitch the best you can until it leaves your hand. Um, and you just not like hope for the best, you know, you've done your best, but knowing you've done your best, you can kind of walk away and say, Hey, I did it. Um, but we never, we never like jinxed anything. <laughs> There's no like superstitions going on. We were just kind of doing what we knew how to do. Um, yeah. Reagan set in the tone, freaking unreal. And then, yeah, it was just, it was just fun. It, it was, it was great to be a part of. And I think obviously like you don't, you don't throw no hitters. You don't throw perfect games without our incredible defense. And so I think that 
I don't know if they thought at the time how much a part of it they were, but um, obviously a huge piece and obviously couldn't have done that, done it without them. So it really, it really is the, the full team thing, and especially too, like when you think about the run rule, the spread rule or whatever, like you, you know, you, you, ha- you have less innings to throw and I think suddenly your job's a little bit easier. So when your offense is rolling, your defense is shut down as it's been all year. Um, it's just, it's a fun environment for everyone to be a part of. So. That's true. Those were all run rules too. Yeah. Which what a time yeah. for Stanford I softball. Mean, <laughs> love to see it. You just love to see it. So good. So so good. And and fun fun to watch, fun to call, all of those things. But mm-hmm. I just the the cool part to me too is that you have Tori Nyberg as your pitching coach, obviously. Then there's Coach Al, who's the catcher, right? So you have like that battery mindset within the coaching staff not to take anything away from coach merchant because she's also amazing but right that must be fun to have as somebody who's a part of the bullpen yeah yeah I think it's uh when we just were preparing for games you know we'll go over the scout and then coach Iber would be like I think this about a hitter but coach Alistair thinks this about the hitter and then in the the actual game this literally happened yesterday I thought like coach Iber was like okay I think she's gonna call this pitch and I look down and and then I look over to her to see what, what the numbers are. And then I'm like, she's talking to Coach Alistair. And I'm like, Coach Alistair might be changing her mind about what pitch to throw right now. <laughs> but no, it all works out all the time. It's really nice to have all the p- different perspectives and, yeah, how, how tight-knit they can be to, like, you know, the, the pitching catching. You know, you're going to touch the ball every single pitch. So you, yeah, you got to figure it out. So, yeah, it works great. Well, and something we talk about a lot on broadcast because it's so cool is the fact that, first of all, every head coach in the Pac-12 is a female and somebody who played themselves, like in collegiate softball, which is awesome. But six Mm -hmm. out of nine are alums leading their alma maters. Obviously, Coach Al being one of Mm -hmm. them. But Coach Nyberg, too, having been at Stanford. We talk about that a lot from the coaching perspective, but from the player's perspective, how do you feel like that affects the way that you guys interact or just the program? Yeah, I think um, in general, a couple of things, I think like it's really cool for them to have experience, you know, at a place like Stanford, um, the academic side of it, as well as the, you know, the balance of the student athlete lifestyle. Um, it's so funny when Coach Ivory's like, yep, that was not here when I was here. Or like, oh, yeah, that's super cool. Um, like just at practice a couple of days ago, Molly said a class that she was in and Coach Ivory was like, I never heard of that class ever. It was not here when I was here, but I would take it and I would love it. And it's like, it's like, it's just that relation that is so direct because it is so apparent um, and real, which is really nice. And then I think it's, it's so fun when you like see coach Alistair and coach Nyberg's dynamic and they're best friends, but (laughs) it'd be like on a recruiting visit or something. And coach Nyberg would be like, Oh yeah, this is where we did this that one time. And coach Alistair's like, no, we didn't. That didn't happen. And like, it's just, it's just so funny how, how they remember things so differently, Um, but how they still have that shared experience together. And then to think about them in that dynamic, um, to know them in the dynamic they're in now. um, It's, it's really fun to kind of, to kind of laugh about the games and joke joke with so it is cool yeah and it I would imagine because I felt this a little bit during alumni weekend where then you see maybe some of coach Alistair's old teammates who are older than her and like the dynamic is still kind of there where it's like oh they were her senior when she was a freshman or whatever it was 
And you're right. like, oh yeah, that's right. You're like not just a coach because she was my assistant coach, you know. So like I think right. of her as a coach as well. As coach, yeah. And then you're like, yeah. oh yeah, like this is kind of like the player coach Al coming out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's exactly. We were talking about um, how our class is like rooming together next year, and we're in suites. And Coach Hyber was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like I leave room with my class in suites. And Coach Al was like, yeah, I slept on the couch. <laughs> What in the world? We're like, never would we imagine, but okay, like, sure. Yeah, it's sure like, wow, happened. you used to be here. Weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're literally, you, I mean, what if we like live in the exact same suite that they lived in? You know, it's, it's just, it's cool to, to, to kind of play those games with, within your, your conversations, I guess. That actually happened um, with me and Missy Penna. So she was a senior when I was a freshman. And my sophomore year, I lived in Kimball. Um, okay. Didn't get the best draw number for the record. That's why I was in Kimball. Although the location was great, close to the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I ended up living in what I didn't realize at the time, but I found out later was her old room. Oh, funny. In Kimball, and I was like, oh, because she lived there for multiple years. Um, yeah. And she was an RA and all that stuff, and so I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I don't know if you remember this story because this was from before I was in college too. But there yeah. was a student named Asia Kim who didn't actually get into Stanford. But she didn't tell her her parents and like her family. So she like still went to Stanford and like found a way to just be like, oh, yeah, like I'm still waiting on housing, you know, and like ended up staying with just like a couple of actual students and like sold them the story. It was Missy Penna. Missy Penna is the one who like actually let her stay in the room. And then all this stuff came out later. Anyway, that was the room that I had too, my sophomore year. So I have never heard that story. And that is that is so funny. Yeah. And if you know Missy, which I hope you get a chance to get to know her, just like in different alumni events, it yeah. makes sense <laughs> that she would be the one to have done it. Like just sit on the floor. Wait, yeah. Kimball's rooms are not, are not that big. They're not, they're... The whole thing's weird. That's like for another podcast, really. But <laughs> yes, you could end up, you know, being in the same suite. Uh, just sleeping on the floor, sleeping on a couch, <laughs> pulling out a chair. Man, it's too awesome. good. It's too good. Well, just stand for things. Yeah, you know, just stand for things. Not a big deal. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. When you're on the field, though, what is your favorite way to get people out? Anyway is a good way. Anyway is a good way. Um, I mean, obviously, like, strikeouts are great. Um but at a certain point, I'm like, any cool catch that's made by anybody, I think is phenomenal. Like if it's a line drive shot or like a dive or Sydney Huff, I freaking unreal at second base. Um, it's 
any, I, I don't know. I, I love like feeling like a, Oh no, I just made a, like a mistake, bad pitch, didn't hit my spot, whatever. And it's like, Oh, Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Like <laughs> I, I like, I love the feel of like, uh, thanks for picking me up type of thing when they probably don't think that they just like picked me up. They're like, yeah, you did big time. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who was it? There was someone on your team who said like 70% of earth is covered by water. The other 30% is covered by Sydney Huff. <laughs> yep. Gabby, yep. She tweeted. She's like, I think this is genius. And she tweeted it. And I was like, like retweet, like, yes, yeah. for sure. Smash all the buttons. Yeah. Yes. All the things. <laughs> She's unreal. Oh man. That's awesome. Yeah, she is. It's fun to watch that too, because you can tell your attitude, but really all the pictures. Yeah. Like how fired up you guys get when they make outs. You yeah. Know? And that's, yeah. that's fun to see. And it's, it's cool too. Cause like it was, we were watching the film the other day and, and every single time I threw a strike, um, Taylor in the outfield, you could see your head pop up in, from the camera angle. And I was like, Taylor, do you know that you like jump every single pitch that like is a good pitch? And she said, no, I jump every single pitch in general. Like, even if it's like probably not a good pitch and I think it's a good pitch, like I'm probably going to jump and he might call it a ball. And then I jump extra high or like strikeouts. I jump extra high and I'm like, watching it all happen this it's great it's it's so funny yeah we all just like like I said we all just want to see the best for each other and that's it's really special yeah 100 percent. and the fact that you guys do that every day you know like the consistency with that attitude mm-hmm. is important and that's something that coach Al and coach Nyberg described about you is the three c's they said I mean they didn't say it this way but I'm saying competitiveness, curiosity, and consistency is what they said about you in terms of like what makes you good, you know? What do you, like with those three things, what do you feel like your focus is? Like what about competitiveness or like how do you approach each one? Yeah, um, so I guess like competitiveness, um, I've, I've always been a pretty competitive person. Um, and I think that just like understanding, you know, college softball and then softball in the Pac-12 and this year more than any, how the Pac's kind of a, you know, you never know what to expect. Um, I think just like, approaching every game with like a, yeah, I'm going to win and yeah, we can win um, is, is like its own kind of competitive mindset. And then as well as like being in the actual circle, um, I think that that's its own like you know, understanding you can't control what happened in the past. Like you can control what's going to happen next and just like staying kind of level-headed through it all. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's still something that, you know, everybody has to work with and work through every, every year, every game, whatever. But um, I think, I guess that goes hand in hand with like consistency is kind of like finding that the competitive level that you operate the best in. Um, And I think, I think I've kind of explored enough to where I have, I have the right range Um, so I, you know, I guess I attribute a a lot of success to just be able to find that consistency, um, and to be able to like treat every game, no matter who's the other team, um, treating it with the same, like go get a mentality and, you know, yeah, we're going to win type of, type of deal. Um, what was the third C? This is the first time I'm hearing this, Jenna, you tell me all this information. (laughs) I know. I feel like I tell you everything you do and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's know. (laughs) Like all your stats, you're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> curiosity was a lot. Curiosity, yeah, yeah. I think um, a lot of that too has just come with like loving the game and wanting to learn the game um, to the fullest fullest extent. Which I think, like, 
first and foremost, like you're at Stanford, like you're curious about something, um, you know, whether you're an athlete or not, there's something that kind of drives you. Um, so like having softball to be like the one thing that I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to focus in and I'm going to like learn everything there is and I'm going to, you know, do it to my 120%. Like, I think that that's, um, that's really special. And I think as well as like the whole team feeling that same way um, to be, be on the same page is like, you know, exceptional to be able to have that same mentality of like, okay, how can we be even better? Um, okay, we're good. What can we do now? Um, and just that uh, continuous curiosity of like the growth mindset of like, okay, if I can walk away a little bit better today, like it was a good day. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm not going to walk away better and sometimes it's going to be a bad day, but like, what can I learn from it um, so that this doesn't happen again and that I can in the long run see that growth, um, which I think, which I think as a bullpen, especially, um, like you said, like coach Niver, coach Alistair just like kind of hits home. Like, okay, you're going to move forward. Like you're going to have a roller coaster ride, but like we're going, we're moving up. Um, and season's hard and games are hard, but you know, there's, you're going to pick and pick and pull different things and then they're all going to come together eventually. Um, and so I think that that's really special as far as just like understanding it's a grind, understanding it's a process and then enjoying every step of it too. Um, yeah. cause the outcomes are the outcomes, but the journey is, is the memorable part. So hundred percent. So you're wise beyond your years. I'm telling you, but <laughs> you say that, you say that. I'm, t- I'm we'll, serious, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but it's true because some of what you hit on is that it's not just the physical part, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the mental emotional part and to be right. consistent in those ways will make you more consistent physically on the field and, and how you compete. And then that, if you have that, then it allows you to be more curious because you're like, oh, well, I have this foundation I've laid. Now I can build on top of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, just to hit home, like we play a failure sport, like it's not going to be perfect. It's just, it's not going to be always easy all the time. So kind of just like understanding that and being okay in the, in the, you know, we say being okay in the hard or being okay in like the, the not so great. Um, is going to make the great and going to make the the easy even a, a little bit more special. Yeah. And speaking of the hard, this is your second time, only because you didn't get to freshman year with the 2020 season, going through Pac-12 play like mm-hmm. this. How would you characterize Pac-12 softball from your experience? Intense. <laughs> I, I, it's, I mean, it's so fun. It's like every day is, and especially this year, like, I mean, any game ever, you can show up and you can win or you can lose. And we talk about that. Like, it doesn't matter who you're playing, like you can win or you can lose. But in this year more than ever, it's like, you really can, like, you know, it's just, it's just kind of where the Pac-12 is right now. But um, in general, to just be able to say like, yeah, I played Pac-12 softball. And then like, yeah, like we're really good. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, especially at Stanford too, when people, don't necessarily know, oh, like you play softball. That's cool. How do you play softball? You know, like how do you score runs? Like what you pitch, does that mean you put your arm in a circle like this? And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that's that one. Yeah. It's harder um, than it just, sounds though, I swear. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it just needs to be simplified like that sometimes. True. Maybe it does. True. Um, but in general, just like being able to tell people like, yeah, like we're winning ball games. They're like, yeah, like it's, it's Pac-12 and it's hard, but yeah, we're really good. You know, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to kind of play the balance. Um, but in general, no, the Pac-12 is is great and it's fun to, you know, be able to play at the highest level possible and know that you're playing like, against and with the best players in the country. Um, and yeah, it's once again, I guess it's kind of like a dream come true because, you know, you, you think like, oh, I'm going to play for a great program and, you know, we're going to win ball games, but like, 
oh, you're playing in the Pac-12. Like, you're playing great teams. You are a great team. Um, and just, yeah, in general, it's 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 intense, but I think it's um, enjoyable is, is my secondary word there, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the good kind of hard. Yeah, Like, absolutely. the hurt so good almost. <laughs> We're like, yeah. well, this is hard, but it's worth it in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, in the long run, it absolutely is. Well, and obviously, you guys captured a lot of attention having taken the series from UCLA, who at the time was number two in the country, had like eventually the 25-game win streak, all that good stuff. Yeah. But you talked about the consistency part, right? Like, how did that factor into your approach in the circle? Because you were a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. And the team, really, against that that kind of caliber team. Yeah, so I think, I mean, it all started with our um... – Friday approach and on a Friday mentality. And I think we kind of had like, not like an underdog mentality, not like a, we have nothing to lose type of mentality, but also those things like, let's just go out there, have fun, win a ball game. Um, and then that first game to kind of set the tone and taking it to extra innings, like knowing how close we were and we were right there. Like that's a game we can win. Um, I think we absolutely took that into Saturday and Sunday. And like, that was really cool. I think even though we lost in it, Obviously, every loss is just sucks. Um, but at the same time, it was like really cool to see that transition of like, oh, yeah, we can do it. So Saturday, we're going to do it. Um, and then Saturday to Sunday, like, oh, we did it. So we can do it again. Like, why not? Um, so just kind of like that. Why not? I guess is the, is the question. And that and I mean, we answered with like, OK, sure, might as well. Um, yeah, it was so fun in a packed house and that all the fans that came out and all the fans that stayed after and it was so fun. It was just, it was just a great weekend overall. Yeah. I think Saturday after you guys won, I remember saying to you, I was like, so series dub tomorrow. And you're like, yep, be there, be square. You know? Like, <laughs> yep. I, I, I don't know who it was. Oh, on Friday after the game, um, some fans stayed around and I said, okay, we'll come tomorrow. You know, we're going to win and, and stuff like that. And, and, and they came back and they were like, you promised it and, and you came through. And I was like, yep, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really special to to be able to to win ball games like that and then to have people there supporting you that really just are just there for so to have fun. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, this is this is the fun. So. Well, and that's what you said after, too. I think after the Sunday win, when you guys clinched the series, all that stuff, I interviewed you and you were like, yeah, well, that was fun. Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that, yep. That's about what it is. That's about what a, what a lot of these games have come down to. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Which is why why you do it. But what yeah. I think is interesting, too, is that Stanford was your dream school, like you said. Mm-hmm. But really, that was during a time, like when you first became interested in Stanford and all that stuff, that was during like a rebuilding time for Stanford. Right. And then once, I think the year before, your senior year in high school was like the turnaround season in 2019. And then obviously you've been here since. But mm-hmm. what was the bigger picture that you saw? I mean, you talked about the school itself. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, oh, Stanford's my dream school, even though it was a hard time, at least on the softball field. Yeah. Why, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think you see like when you walk on campus, like – I want to say it's like the feeling of feeling at home. I think some people say that. I don't really believe in that. I think your home should feel like home. I don't think your college should necessarily feel like home. Um, But I would consider it like my home away from home for sure. Um, It is like the Stanford bubble, but it's a bubble that you you don't want to leave. Like you could leave if you really wanted to. Like you could go, you know, 
to the beach someday or whatever. And then at a certain point, you're like, okay, I don't know if I have all the time in the world to be able to leave the bubble, but I'm okay with that because there's so much going on here all the time. Um, and whether that's like academics or athletics, um, in general, like the opportunities here are endless. And I think that that's something that's really special about Stanford. Um, and then I think people hit this home all the time, but I'll just second it. Like the people here are unreal. Um, and you think, you think that like, oh my gosh, like they're so much smarter than me or like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. Like, that's so cool. But they think that about you too. Um, and you say that you play softball and they're like, whoa, what? Like, that's so sick. Um, and I think it's just a mutual respect everybody has and everybody here wants success and wants to, to achieve um, all their dreams. They want them all to come true. And I think that that's really special. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of universities have the same drive um, in the same like, not only the drive, but like the act, the actuality of like achieving that, um, I think is, is really cool and really special. Um, and something that, yeah, Stanford has, and that's second to none for sure. I think that's been consistent over the years too, where yes, a hundred percent. I remember talking to teammates where we were like, mm, yeah, um, there's really smart people in some of our yeah. classes. These people yeah. are going to like cure cancer someday, you know, and, right. and you're, it's easy to be intimidated. But then when you talk to them, they're like so impressed that you're an athlete and that you have, you can do that on top of your academic load and stuff. And right. I think that is special. I, it's, it's hard. We're obviously biased. Right. But at the right. same time, I think objectively speaking, you can't really point to another university that has this level of academics and athletics. Like, yes, right. the Ivy leagues, you could say academics, totally. Mm-hmm. You could say like other PAC 12 schools, SEC, whatever, in terms of athletics, but to have right. both the way that Stanford does, you can't really find it anywhere else. It yeah. is very, very unique. Yeah. It's simply the best of both worlds. And I think, yeah, you can't, I, I've not gotten into any arguments about it and I don't think that there are any to be, to be made. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty much fact and it's, yeah, it's pretty much amazing. Yeah. Well, in terms of the academic rankings, we know Stanford's very high, obviously. Yes. Yes. Everyone knows that. But for softball too, you guys have been in and out of the rankings this year. Do you guys talk about it much? Like, what are your thoughts on the whole rankings situation? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. So we talk about it um, more over the fact of, like, we just understand the teams in it and how we've played, like, so many of them, um, whether they be Pac-12 teams or whether they be, you know, our preseason games this year um, and tournament plays and stuff like knowing what the teams are and then knowing what the rankings are coming out, we kind of like talk about, okay, like sure. Accurate. Or like, Oh, makes sense. And we're like, wait, when we see the movings, we're like, wait, what happened that weekend? Like who played who and how'd it go? And, and we want to know just cause like, I guess we're curious, right? Like it's, yep. it's just part of it. Um, but when it comes to our actual team being ranked, um, that's not the goal. It's never been the goal. Like the goal is to win a national championship. Um, and that's the rankings at the end of the year. So all the all the in the middle stuff is is cool to to play with if you like it. Um, and if you don't like it, it's it's cool to just be able to push away and and not not really think about and sure talk about, but not in a not in a very serious tone because um, that's that's just not the goal and that's not that's not what it's really about for us. Which which is really cool. That's a healthy balance, though. Like mm-hmm. it, if you weren't curious at all about teams, you know, it's hard not to be right. It's like you care right. about softball as well, like as a whole, right. yeah. but to be able to separate that from when you're actually competing, like that's really like that 
perfect middle ground that you want right. to be in. Right. Exactly. So hopefully we'll, we'll continue this throughout the year and we'll keep winning ball games and probably our numbers can go up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I asked coach Al that question too, and she said literally the same thing. So not surprised to hear <laughs> that mentality trickle down or go upward either way, both. Right. But all the things with her personality, what are some of her like go-to coach Alisms that have stuck with you? There are so many. <laughs> there are seriously so many. I, I think it's so funny because I think like even when we do our little talks on the field, like I think I always throw in one or two things that Coach Alistair says um, just because, you know, you hear them all the time and they're so relevant and they're so true. So it's like, I mean, she says it the best way possible. So, um, oh, I, I mean, I love all the ones when I'm pitching and <laughs> she knows like I'm getting frustrated or I didn't get like a strike call or something. And she's like, she'll yell at the catchers and be like, okay, like that's not a ball. <laughs> and so then like, like where'd that pitch miss? Oh, it's high. That's not high. So I literally <laughs> I'll catch the ball when the catcher throws it back to me. And as I'm walking back to the circle, I'm like clearing my head from the pitch before. And I'm like, that's not high. It's not a ball. Yeah. <laughs> like telling myself all these things um, on repeat. But yeah, in, in the moment, in the game ones, those are great. Um, pre-games, pre-games are staples, practices, all the things. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just fun to it's fun to catch on to all the things and and all of them be true too. So yeah, she's all about the grit too. I feel like mm-hmm. grit's like her. I don't, I don't know if it's like word of the year because it's like every year she uses it, but <laughs> it's a good word. I mean, yeah. it's relevant and it's real. So yeah. Yeah. But I think it's cool too, because seeing coaches, I mean, she was an assistant at the time, so I don't know if she had control about stuff like this, but seeing mm-hmm. things kind of like relax a little bit, meaning like you guys have walk-up songs. We didn't have walk-up songs. Even the playlist is a little bit different. I told Taylor this when she came on the show where I was like, yeah, you guys had like Lizzo last year we had like sweet caroline <laughs> you know like so clearly it's I mean, changed a, a balance lot. maybe both like yeah. sweet caroline is not a bad banger there that's pretty good true you just got to mix it up but so yeah. you guys my understanding is that you guys i feel like emily young is that right that was the rumor i heard where she was behind some of the playlists at least last year yeah so um we have like our group playlist for home games that everybody kind of like adds their songs to um, and so that's like the repeat shuffle for every home game. Yeah. And then Young's in charge of the CDs for travel trips. So whenever we're on the bus ride, we have like the pregame, the postgame, um, all the songs. And then when we're in the locker room, Kate and Caitlin are like the two that like always connect their phones for to, for, to play Ox or whatever. Um, so that, you know, we're, we're always listening to some, some stream music there. And we definitely have our like few like core songs too, whether they're on whatever playlist they are that they come on and we're like, yep, these are, these are our songs. Like, this is, this is fun. <laughs> I feel like they must be the ones who like ask for the ox and the Ubers too. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. I don't know. I've never been an Uber with them, but they probably would. I'm sure of it. Oh, that's so funny. I also loved this year playing Celine Dion like during the other team's pregame where did this come from do you know because it's hilarious I think I don't know I literally so it's really funny too because then we go to places and I don't remember last year like traveling to places and what songs they would play for us but I don't remember them being like nothing you know like like it's like 
it's awkwardly silent, you know? And Molly Millar said, we're just at Cal last weekend and they were playing a song, but the song like would go like instrumental blank, instrumental blank. And Molly's like, they obviously don't know. We don't listen to music at practice. Like this is what's hyping us up right now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny. I just cracked up for like five minutes straight. Um, But no, Celine Dion second to like, that has to be the best song any any school could ever do for for their away warm up. But oh, UCLA, we'll, get, we'll just give everybody Celine. Right? Yeah. No, UCLA like tweeted like some of the parents tweeted about it because they're like, honestly, it's just hilarious. <laughs> like, okay. But yeah. I was like, I that's see, awesome. like I'm like, what would UCLA be playing for the the teams that come to them? I'm like, I don't know. But it's yeah. fun to think about. <laughs> it is fun to think about. Well, okay. One more question for you before we do our wrap up, which is what's your favorite uniform? I, you know, I talk to Colleen often. She's, she's awesome. She's amazing. Anything anyone could ever want. She's like always there just helping them out. Um, (laughs) We joke, we joke because I don't know if I really have a favorite as much as like a least favorite. Okay. I don't really, yeah, I get, I don't really like the red top with the white pants. I don't know if it's the way it fits or like, I think it looks fine. I think we look sharp no matter what. Um, but I think that I don't like the way it fits so much. And so I told Colleen, I was like, she asked me like for Sunday, she said, okay, I haven't decided what uniforms you're wearing yet. Um, let me know like what you want. And I was like, as long as it's not the red, red top, white bottom, I don't really care. That's just like my least favorite. And then we go to the locker room that day. And what is it? The, the red top and the white pants. And I was like, Colleen, and she's like, listen, she's, she came up to me after we were already dressed. She's like, AV, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't be sorry. And she's like, no, it's just, I'm sorry. I know what you said. I heard you. I I got you, but this was just what was easiest on me. And and that's just the way it is. And I was like, hey, I, you don't have to tell me twice. I got you. Like, it's fine. We're going to go out. We're going to look good. Like, we're going to win a ball game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, she was like so sincere when she was like I'm sorry and I was like don't be sorry like it's it's not that deep I don't think it, it don't I don't think it matters really all that much um but that being said the whites are probably the favorite mm. uh, those the, are good the, I mean those are yeah. classic the belts yeah. and the pants too yeah that makes sense pretty it, much a staple it's funny you say that because actually card top white pants was my favorite uniform back in the really? day but different uniform we had like mesh tops it was a little bit different um, pants were a little bit different. We also didn't have stirrups at the time. Mm-hmm. Also didn't have like card on card, the all grays, like the anthracite or whatever it's called that you guys have now. We, like, we didn't right. have the same options, I will say. Right, right. I, and there was like a black uniform in there at some point. There was. We had black on gray at times. I remember Coach, I was mm-hmm. like, this is not, That's these not are it. not our colors. So <laughs> we will no longer be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. But, okay. Had to ask because I was curious. Yeah. But okay. if you ask anybody on the team, it just, it's absolutely a different answer. That's, that's the question. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But I, I think we used to get to keep one Jersey top. So it's like at the end of, yeah, at the end of your time. And so I think a lot of us actually would keep like either the white polyester one or the Cardinal polyester one, which by the way, neither of which we wore during games. <laughs> they just look nice in the frame. You just had them. You but, just had them. Yeah. It, it's all whatever. the gear. <laughs> However it ends up. But okay, to, to wrap up, um, I play a little game with everyone that comes on the show. Okay. It's called Safer Out. Basically, I'll just bring something up. If you like it, you agree with it. You call it safe. If you don't, you call it out. 
Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. First one is rosin bags. Safer out. I think you got to call them safe, but I don't use one. I yeah. prefer the dirt. Yeah. But just in case there isn't dirt available or the dirt's too wet, you got to have one just in case. Totally agree. So got to stay safe. Totally agree because I feel like when you play in super humid places, like maybe like in Arkansas last year, it's like, okay, right. this might be helpful, right? Yeah. But and and on part. rainy days too. Yeah. It was like, it was rainy in Arkansas and then there was like no dirt to grab. You're like, you need a rosin bag. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Second one is name image likeness. So you guys being able to make money, basically, safer out. I think safe. Uh, I personally haven't done anything with that. Um, I'm not sure if many of my teammates have. Actually, I know Schultz is sponsored by like Phil's, the coffee place. Awesome, by the amazing. way. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Maybe I need to get on that one. Maybe, I feel maybe like I you should. It is a staple. Yeah. I'm addicted. Yeah, why I'm not, nice. right? Yeah. Um, gotta love Phil's. Wow. See, now without even being in IL, like this is advertisement right there. Easy. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Put it in there. <laughs> um, but in general, no, I think it, I think it's cool that, that athletes, especially at Stanford, which, which is like such, um, I mean, with all the accomplishments that athletes are doing, like left and right, like I think it's, it's really special to be able to, to monetize on that. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go safe. Yeah. I think Stanford is, will be and is thoughtful about it too, right? Like there's right. a right way to do it. And I think yeah. Stanford puts a lot of effort into things like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Last one is bat flips, safer out. Who's doing them? <laughs> Ooh, good question. I mean, I would imagine if they're doing them against you, you're like, not right. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I got to go with safe for all of the above. I think mm. if you're wearing a Stanford jersey and you bat flip, we're all here for it. Um, How do you think Coach Al would react? What? How would Coach Al react if someone did it, do you think? I think she'd be too busy watching the ball go over the fence to, to watch the bat. Mm, mm. So I don't think I, – I think it might be second second thing. Good save. I like um, that. Okay. Yeah. My other thought is that if you're really hitting a no-doubter off of whatever pitcher and you, you really – you know, you really did it, all right, hats off yeah. is part of it. The other part of it, like sometimes they get a little bit extreme. I yeah. think there's, there's, there is a, there's a gray area and then there's a, for sure you pass the gray area. Um, I don't know how you measure it, but yeah, <laughs> I guess you got to give safe for the, the idea to be able to be creative about, about where you're going with it. Yeah. Like a tie goes to the runner situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Basically that's where we're at. <laughs> well, fair enough. I feel like you're like one of the evolved pitchers. Cause a lot of pitchers will be like out. You know, because like they, they're not, right. they don't want that, but right. that's fair. Right. But I want my team to do it. So. Right. Like you're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you, Elena. It's been fun too. Cause it's like, we got, like I said, we got to have this like one-on-one chat. Cause I feel like I always yeah. see you after games and for quick like interviews and stuff, but right. getting to talk more was fun. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. AV is just fun to connect with. Obviously, it's a little special, a little extra special that she's at my alma mater, and I've loved seeing it on the rise these last few years. But on top of that, you know, I've called her game since she was a freshman, and I talked to her on game days. I've met her family. I've seen her career grow, but it's really cool to now connect in this forum and have you join us 
too. So with that, let's transition to the foul tip of the week. This week's foul tip is about being thankful for each day. This is one of the reasons Elena is successful. You know, she comes to the field every day knowing that she's lucky to be there. And, you know, now you have to work your butt off to get there in the first place. It's not like it's just luck that gets you there. But a lot of people work hard. So when things align for us, we are fortunate that it did so, even if we did work hard to help make it happen. Every day we get to do softball is a good day. So whatever's on tap for the day, you know, it's having the mentality where it's not something we have to do, but it's something that we get to do. And it's hard sometimes, trust me, it could be the hardest conditioning you've had. It could be the most intense practice, whatever. If this is your dream and the path that you've chosen, these are the things that you get to do along the way. Successful players and teams tend to have this in common. Studies show that the happiest people are the most grateful. And it's for a reason. It doesn't mean ignore the real stuff that you go through. You know, do what you got to do to take care of yourself. But starting with a baseline of gratitude each day is a game changer and ultimately a life changer. So when you show up, do what Elena does. Start with a hello and a how are you. And then when you leave, end with a goodbye and a thank you. It's just a great way to set the tone at the beginning and the end of your time at the softball field. So that's it. Be thankful for each day. That's the foul tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, part of the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. The show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, wherever you listen, including Believe.com, and you can watch the videos on YouTube too. Subscribe, rate, and write a review for the show. I appreciate your support. I always want to know what you think. And if you leave some questions there, we'll try to answer them on the show also. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Softball. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V. You can always reach out to me on Twitter at JennaBacera01 and Instagram at JennaBacera as well. As always, thank you for tuning in and catch you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.